John Denver had never been to West Virginia when he wrote the song, Take Me Home, Country Roads. This is Simple Joe for Friday, October 21st, 2022. So sure that's fair. You know, I'm not so sure that's fair to to say that. I mean, had Johnny Depp ever been on a pirate ship <laughs> before he played on, before he uh, <laughs> before he played Captain Jack Sparrow on Pirates of the Caribbean? But it does go to show. It does go to show you that man, your imagination can do incredible things. I mean, John Denver wrote this song that is just beautiful. Uh, just heartfelt about West Virginia, about his home in West Virginia. And he had never been there. It just goes to show you what the imagination can do. It certainly, it certainly does. Well, hello, my friend. I'm simple Joe. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we are here together today. We're going to take a peek at the weather in Chicago, Illinois. We're going to look at the top 10 family board games from our friends at ranker.com. And of course, the often requested, the very popular, much, much more. So for my friends in or near Chicago, Illinois, got some beautiful weather coming your way. Partly sunny skies today, 73 degrees and 45 for the 73 degrees for the high, 45 for the low. I mean, these are, I mean, this, this doesn't feel like the end of October, some of this weather that we're experiencing and we'll take it right. 73 and 45 for the high and low with partly sunny skies today, tomorrow, Saturday, 76 and 59 with full on sunshine. Sunday, 76 and 62 with partly sunny sky. So gorgeous weekend, Chicago. I really like Chicago a lot. And I like, I like everything about Chicago that you like about Chicago, right? Did I say that right? That you would think you would like about Chicago. Gino's East Pizza, Giordano's Pizza. Now, there's the debate. I, I, I understand the debate, at least with us outsiders. There may be some, some uh, secret pizza places that, that us outsiders don't know about. But the two most prominent, the way I understand it, uh, in Chicago are Gino's East and um, Giordano's Pizza, and I'm a Gino's East fan. There's a the Gino's East, the original Gino's East down in Chicago, uh, has writing all over the wall and just has so much character, and it's such a neat place. I I do like Chicago. I wouldn't want to live there, but I do like visiting Chicago, and I like Chicago. I like the Bean. I like the the park. I like the pier. Um, you know the the miracle whatever the shopping mile. <laughs> Whatever it is, it has all those, all the expensive places. Uh, but I do. I really like Chicago a lot. It's a it's a neat place to visit. Probably wouldn't want to live there. And it's not as not as difficult to get around uh, internally in the city as you might think. Now, outside, man, I've 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 sat in some long, long traffic jams outside of Chicago. But anyway, yeah, there you go. Seventy three today, six seventy six tomorrow, and seventy six on Sunday. Beautiful weekend coming up ahead of you. Chicago, thank you so much for listening. I certainly appreciate you, and I am grateful that you are there. Here in Cincinnati, Ohio, we've got gorgeous weather uh, as well. 72 and 38 for the high and low today with partly sunny skies. Tomorrow, 78 and 50 with uh, partly sunny skies. And full-on sunshine, 79 and 48 with partly sunny skies. So got the grandkids coming over this weekend, taking them to Kings Island on Sunday. For the kids' version of Halloween Haunt, that's, I think that's what Kings Island calls it, Halloween Haunt. I think they used to call it Fear Fest, but Halloween Haunt is the name of it now, and they have a they have a kids version of that that runs through the day on Saturday and Sunday, 
and then uh, all heck breaks loose about seven o'clock, and it just becomes a madhouse. So you don't want kids there, not little kids. It's packed. It's scary. It's just a. It's not. It's not for kids. Uh, Saturday night and and Friday nights and Saturday nights and Sunday nights. But Saturday during the day and Sunday during the day, it's a. It, they have some neat stuff going on there at Kings Island for the kids. I can't remember what the kids thing is, but taking the kids to Kings Island this weekend. Uh, again, 72 and 38 today, 78 and 50 tomorrow, and 79 and 48 on Sunday. Beautiful, sunny weather all three days, especially there on Sunday. Alfred Nobel was born today in 1833. He's uh, the Swedish chemist who invented dynamite and founded the Nobel Prize. We lost Alfred Nobel in 18, 1896. Dizzy Gillespie, great jazz trumpeter, was born today in 1970. We lost Dizzy Gillespie in 1993. Judge Judy, Judy Shiland was born today. She turns 80 years old. Uh, I think she might be, or at one point she was for several years, like the world's highest paid television personality, the highest paid paid television personality, uh, Judge Judy. And it's, it's incredible to think that because you think about this low production, little courtroom show, but man, people watch it and she pulls in the bucks. So happy birthday, Judge Judy. Carrie Fisher was born today in 1956. We lost Carrie Fisher in 2016. And I think her mother, Debbie Reynolds, died just like a couple days after Carrie Fisher died. Had to be just heartbreaking. Carrie Fisher, best known for her role as Princess Leia in Star Wars, of course. So born today in 1956, lost her in 2016, Carrie Fisher. And I okay, we'll recognize this one. Kim Kardashian, born today. She turns forty-two years old. That whole Kardashian family. I guess they, you know, they've they've taken advantage of their fame, but they're famous for being famous, right? That's kind of the the weird thing about it. What have they really contributed to society or done to to society other than maybe look pretty in some eyes? But a lot of that is a lot of that that beauty is contrived and photoshopped and surgeried, I guess you would say. Maybe I'm being too critical, but anyway, I shouldn't be so critical of you, Kim. It's your birthday. Happy 42nd birthday, Kim Kardashian. I'm sorry about that. Should wait till some other time to be critical. This is your special day. So happy birthday, Kim Kardashian, 42 years old. Today is International Nacho Day. I like nachos. Yeah, I don't eat them very often. But uh, I do like them. Uh, I like nachos. I like nacho cheese. I like nachos and salsa. Uh, you know, you go to a restaurant, you go to a Mexican restaurant, and you have this unlimited basket of nachos. And you, and you think to yourself, okay, what happens here? Because I, I, I just feel like I could just keep eating them and eating them and eating them and eating them. More salsa. Almost to the point where you're embarrassed. You know, you want to try to blame it on somebody else. But you know, the, you, you know that you're the one that ate three baskets of nachos or four baskets of nachos and five trips, five little bowls of salsa, right? And you just keep eating them and eating them. I'll just, I'll just speak for myself. Maybe I'm the only gluttonous pig when it comes to, when it comes to eating nachos at a Mexican restaurant. So you think to yourself, man, what happens here? Do you just keep, do you eventually run out of nachos or do I die? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So happy international nacho day, national reptile awareness day. Yeah, if you appreciate reptiles, if you like reptiles at a certain level, if reptiles are important to you, 
Uh, well, here, here you go. National Reptile Awareness Day. And it's National Pumpkin Cheesecake Day. Now, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin flavoring. I'll eat pumpkin pie. Um, but I'm not the whole, you know, pumpkin spice latte guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not pumpkin spice muffin. I'm not that guy. Uh, but anything with cheesecake in it, I'm having, I'm all about that. So happy national pumpkin cheesecake day. Happy national reptile awareness day, international nacho day. If these days mean anything to you, if they hold a special place in your heart, I hope you celebrate. I hope you celebrate in a way that brings you joy, happiness, and fulfillment in the way that, and the only the way that National International Nacho Day can. Well, it's also Friday. Friday is typically the day that I take a look at our pals at ranker.com or I pull together a list. 90% of the time it's ranker.com because they're just, you know, they're, they have a bunch of lists on there. But every once in a while, I can't find a good one on, on Ranker.com or one that strikes my fancy. Um, so I'll go to another site. But most of the time, it comes from Ranker.com. So today isn't, isn't, uh, isn't a change from that. Today, we're going to Ranker.com to look at the top 10 family board games. And I thought this would be a cool one. Did you grow up playing family board games? We didn't. Not really. I, I like them. Uh, I kind of look back at 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 the kids growing up and I wish we would have spent some more time playing family board games. But when we did, we always had a good time. We had, we had our favorites and some of those favorites I'm sure are on this list, but I thought it'd be cool to take a look at what, what the people, what the rest of the people think about family board games. Uh, I had some family, I had some board games that I liked when I was a kid, uh, some board games that my family likes and some board games that I like personally. So let's take a look at the top 10, Family board games, according to our friends at Ranker.com. And you know how Ranker looks, works, right? I've, I've talked to you about this before, about Ranker before. So what Ranker does is they compile a list of stuff, things, events, movies, board games, books, people, whatever it might be. Lots of lists on Ranker.com. And you go and you vote. You vote these lists up and down. And because of, these, because of your vote, it, uh, it has, uh, they rank them. From one to a hundred or one or whatever. There we go. How many are on this list? There are, looks like there's only 47 on this list. So according to our friends at ranker.com, here are the top 10 family board games. Number 10. Don't know this. Never heard of it. Settlers of Catan. Is that, am I saying that right? Catan? Settlers of Catan? Settlers of Catan? Let's call it Catan. I don't know. C-A-T-A-N, Settlers of Caton. Uh, never heard of it. Don't know anything about it. I mean, this is completely new to me. Maybe I can take a take a look at this link and see what it see what it says about. I'm just going to read this verbatim. Catan, uh, or the Settlers of Catan, in older editions, is a multiplayer board game designed by Klaus Tiber, or Tiber, and was first published in 1995 in Germany by, I'm not going to even, by Cosmos. I'll just, Cosmos Verlag. Frank Cosmos Verlag. And I'm, 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 I'm Frank Cosmos Verlag. I'm not sure I'm, I'm uh, saying his name right. Players assume the roles of settlers, each attempting to build and develop holdings while trading and acquiring resources. Players are rewarded points as their settlements grow. The first to reach a number of points is, a set number of points is the winner. Okay, so there you go. 
there you go. Settlers of Catan. Sounds like a, another game that, that I'm familiar with. I can't think of the name of it, though. That's how familiar I am with it. So number 10, Settlers of Catan or Catan. Not sure. Number nine, Trouble. Now, who hasn't played Trouble, right? This little this little game with the pop-up thing in the middle and you go around trying to, um, what is, I mean, I can't even remember the, the, the goal of Trouble. Trouble is a board game in which players compete to be the first to send four pieces all the way around a board. Okay, it's, it's just your standard game. Pieces are moved according to the roll of die. Uh, Trouble was developed by the, the Kona Brothers, initially manufactured by Irwin Toy Limited, later by Milton Bradley. So, you know Trouble. You know, the, the most distinctive feature of Trouble is that little pop-up dice, that little pop-up die, I guess you would call it. Just click the bubble and it pops and makes that makes that noise. And who doesn't like to take that bubble and just kind of keep clicking it, keep clicking it, keep clicking it right in the middle of the game? Uh, are you that guy? <laughs> that's funny. So that's number nine, Trouble. Number eight, Pictionary. Pictionary's fun. Uh, uh, Pictionary's uh, an interesting game because you either have that person that's like kind of really good at articulating the phrase or the word uh, in picture form, and then you have the person that draws an X and a circle and a squiggly line and does nothing but point to it from that point on. You're like, give us something else. So that's number eight, Pictionary. Number seven, Battleship. Yeah, Battleship. Uh, you sunk my battleship. Do you remember that game? You sunk my battleship. You have the ships and you kind of have the, the fold out. The fold-out thing. I like Battleship. Number six, Sorry. That was always a fun game. Sorry is one of those games that you can, you know, you can you can make some enemies, right? Sorry. Uh, you remember sending that, you know, you land on that person. I don't, I can't remember exactly how it happens, but you land on the person. You send them all the way back to the beginning, just as they're close to their bubble or close to their little circle, close to home. You send them all the way back to the beginning. Oh, daggone, or send them back so many spaces or something like that. So that's number, uh, yeah, that's number six. Sorry. Number five, apples to apples. Yeah, I've, I've played apples to apples before. It's fun. It's hard to kind of determine a winner for apples to apples. It's kind of, there's not really a, a strategy because you just kind of, you, you just, you just choose who, whatever answer you think is the best, but it's still a fun game. Apples to apples. You strike some conversation, strike some debate as to why that your card should have been picked and so forth. So apples to apples, number five. Number four, the game of life. Yes, a classic game that uh, kind of teaches us about saving money and living life and building a family and your stick people in your car. I can't re exactly remember how game of life is played, so I'm just kind of making that up. That's number four, the game of life. Yes. Number three, Yahtzee. I love Yahtzee. I do love Yahtzee. Uh yeah, it, there's some strategy to Yahtzee. I mean, you got you to gotta figure out, okay, do I want my sixes now? Do I want my threes now? Do I take a full house? Uh, you know, okay, I've got, I've got three, three sixes there. Do I go for four sixes? Yeah, there's some strategy to Yahtzee. I like, I like Yahtzee a lot. It's a fun game. I really do like Yahtzee a lot. So that's number three, Yahtzee. Number two, Clue. Mr. Mustard in the library with the candlestick. Clue's fun. I mean, Clue, you really got to pay attention to Clue. And, you, you know, you have to really have some strategic thinking to Clue. And I can't believe, I'm looking at this list, and I can't believe there's there's not the number one game that I thought would be number one. Anyway, I'll get there. Uh, so that's this is number two, Clue. Did you ever play Clue? I've probably played Clue five or six times in my life. Not a lot, uh, but 
Clue comes in at number two. It's fun enough. And the number one board game, family board game, out of the top 10, of the top 10. Now let's go through the Settlers. Number 10, Settlers of Catan or Catan. Number nine, Trouble. Number eight, Pictionary. Number seven, Battleship. Number six, Sorry. Number five, Apples to Apples. Number four, The Game of Life. Number three, Yahtzee. Number two, Clue. And the number one family board game. Now, is this a board game? Jenga. Jenga is the number one family board game. And it's not really a board game. That's mistitled. Uh, But Jenga is a lot of fun. Jenga is a lot of fun. Uh, The small version. You ever play the great big version like at a restaurant or a bar or something like that where they have uh, great big pieces of wood and and it's like life-size Jenga. Uh, I like Jenga. It's fun. It's fun. You have, you always have that, you have that middle piece, man, that that's just kind of wobbling back and forth. And you know, the little imperfections in the stack or little imperfections in the wood just kind of gives you that, gives you that, that, that little bit of space to push that through and pull it out. And you take that sigh of relief. Jenga's fun. I might pull out. We have a couple little tubes of Jenga here. I think I might pull those out for the grandkids this weekend played Jenga. So that was a, that's an interesting list. So again, Settlers of Catan, Trouble, Pictionary, Battleship, Sorry, Apples to Apples, The Game of Life, Yahtzee, Clue, and number one, Jenga. Let's take a look at some honorable mentions. Number 11, Risk. Number 12, I wonder what, I wonder where Monopoly falls in this, because I thought Monopoly was perpetually the number one game. So number, number 11, Risk. Number 13, Twister. Not exactly a board game, but I get it. I think this is kind of like the, 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 this was the most popular board game for the longest time. Trivial Pursuit. Number one was, comes in at number 14 now. Operation. Yeah, that's fun. A little, got your little electronic guy that, that you're trying to pull his funny bone out. Candyland is there at number 17. Operation number 16. Uh, Stratego, Stratego. I played Stratego a lot when I was a, when I was a little kid, probably 10 years old, 10 to 12 something like that. Uh, boggles fun, boggles fun. There's number, there's number 26 monopoly. I can't believe monopoly is not higher, higher rank than that. Uh, another uh, outburst is fun. Outburst of gestures is fun. That's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of catchphrase is fun. That's catchphrase is that game that a little like electronic game where, where you're, you're trying to, um, you're trying to describe it with, without actually saying the phrase, you can't rhyme it either, you know? Um, and the problem with it is you're, you have a timer and that timer starts clicking, clicking, clicking faster and faster, faster and faster. And you don't want to get the idea is to, you don't want to get caught with that timer with that little piece, the electronic piece in your hand catchphrase. That's, that's a lot of fun. I've probably played catchphrase a hundred times. I would like catchphrase a lot. So yeah, let's go ahead and leave it right. Let's go ahead and leave it right there. There are your top 10 family board games. How about that for a Friday? Monday, we're going to pull some interesting headlines, and then we'll look at the weather in Achim, Germany. I hope I'm saying that. Achim, Germany. Uh, If you want to give me your thoughts on the show, you can send me an email, joe at thesimplejoe.com, or text me at 513-399-6468. Again, that's 513-399-6468. If you just want to say hi, I would love to hear from you. Hey, Joe, that would be very cool. And if you like listening to the show, will you do me a favor? Will you share it with your friends on social media? Use the hashtag simple Joe is my friend. Hashtag simple Joe is my friend. Every once in a while, go in there and peek and give away a free t-shirt. Hope you're getting ready to make great memories. Hope you're getting ready to spend time with the people who love you and the people who 
you love. Give them something to talk about. That's what I always say. Give them something to talk about. Is that Bonnie Raitt? Was that a Bonnie Raitt song? Give them something to talk about. Memories are better than stuff. Remember that. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. And I love you, but not in a weird way. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Take care.